This is the Sexual Alchemy Podcast for men who want to discover and embrace profound confidence, intimacy, pleasure, and connection. I'm Rebecca Lowry, and I invite you to explore who you really are as a confident, sexual, and sensual man. Whether you're dealing with specific sexual issues or you just know there's more to it than you've experienced so far, this is a safe space for you to learn, grow, and expand your erotic potential and possibilities. Hello, and welcome to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast. No more censoring myself. Today, I want to talk to you about something that may surprise you. And in fact, it surprised me when I kind of got to the bottom of this issue. I also feel like this podcast is going to be one of my most vulnerable ones so far. I'm going to be revealing some stuff about myself that some people may have assumed about me, but I certainly haven't spoken about clearly and concisely publicly for some times, or maybe ever really in this way. So to give you some context, I've been working with sexuality in one way or other for nearly 16 years. In that time, the work that I do and how I offer it and who I work with has changed and evolved as work does. And as I do, I grow and evolve as a person and as a practitioner, obviously. When I first started out, I was very much focused on the healing and transformational aspects of the work. That's in fact why I started, because somebody recognized in me that I I knew how to do that intuitively. It was in, innate, intrinsic in me. And so that's how it started. And at the beginning, as I started to advertise my work, I had a lot of requests for sessions that were more pleasure-focused and less about healing and transformation. And because I was new to it all in the early days, I offered just about any kind of session that felt good to me or that I was curious about. So, you know, I was still exploring who I was as a sexual healer and what I had to offer and what I liked and who I liked working with it. And sometimes I could have what looked like the same request from 10 different men in principle, but I could tell, I knew intuitively and instinctively that some of them were genuine, respectful requests. And some, it's not that they weren't genuine. I would say they weren't necessarily respectful, but that's because they were carrying shame. But it's more that these particular people weren't quite conscious enough to realize that the request was coming from shame and disrespect. And I didn't want to be a part of reinforcing that. So if somebody was asking for something and it was coming from a, an earnest place, I was on it. You know, I liked that. I, I would be able to help or or even play. You know, it doesn't always have to be about healing and transformation. It might just be, there's this thing I've never tried. Can I try it with you? And if I was up for it, that would be great. If I thought that somebody was wanting to reinforce their own shame, I wasn't. Anyway, over the years, you know, I was having my own exploration, both personally and professionally, and I was using elements of all the healing work that I'd ever done, energy work, body work, breath work, and elements of sacred sexuality and neo-tantra and sacred kink and BDSM and all sorts of 
healing and bodywork modalities. After a while, there came a bit of a a time where it didn't feel good being a woman working with sexuality. Um, It probably isn't surprising to you that I have, over the 16 years, come across men who thought that because I worked with sexuality that they could just randomly tell me their sexual problems or their sexual desires or hit on me. I know women experience that anyway, even if they don't work in the sexual realm. So you can imagine how that might be heightened if you do. I actually had a man in a networking community hit on me quite aggressively at a meeting. Then he rang me up and then at the next meeting introduced me to his wife as if none of that had occurred. And it just put me off, you know, it just put me off wanting to do the work. And I was trying to come away from the work. Long story short, moving away from the work wasn't the right thing. It was good in that it gave me some distance and some perspective to see that it isn't work. It's my calling. It's the thing that comes from the deepest part of my soul to bring to the world and to men at this time. And it was absolutely right for me to move back into the work. But I think what I did when I moved back into the work is I wanted to be taken seriously, you know. <laughs> I wanted to be seen as professional and I wanted to stop the 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 men I didn't want to work with or be hit on by from appearing so much in my life. And I also wanted to let my potential clients know that I am safe to work with, that we go at their pace, that you don't have to have any experience, that it's okay to bring your shame, that I didn't want to scare off any potential clients who tend to be very, very nervous to begin with anyway. So I think that without realizing it, I tidied up the tone that I use, I tidied up the words and the phrases, and even to some extent what I was offering. I think Well, unintentionally, I made it feel a bit more clinical and less erotic. Certainly in, say, blog posts and social media posts, maybe my website, I'm not sure. I've tried to find that fine line between being seen as professional, loving, caring, safe, 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 trustworthy, but in the sexual arena. And I think I might have moved more towards the safety, trusting, professional elements of the work and somehow left some of the sexy behind. At least that's what I'm starting to feel. And I'm going to come to that in a minute. I was wondering if any of that kind of tidied up version of me had seeped into my sessions. And I would like to say it absolutely didn't, but I bet if I were to go back over every single session, I might find that it did. I couldn't say without really going in deep onto every single session that I've ever done since that, but probably because that need to be taken seriously and be safe and be trustworthy and professional is pervasive. And it's kind of elusive. You know, I didn't realize that I had kind of gone there until very much recently. So over the years, I had offered something called bondage, which is a form of kinky erotic massage. In fact, I had taught practitioners kinky erotic massage. I love those sessions. You know, those sessions where I get to play, they're very healing and they can be very transformational. I've seen absolutely mad, crazy transformation happen in the middle of a bondage session. But I stopped offering that so that I'd be taken more seriously. And I stopped offering single one-off sessions because my true, the 
deep depths of my love of this work is being able to go on a journey with you, to go on a journey really to heal deep shame, fear, conditioning, habits, patterns, fears, all of that, so that the fullness of who you really are and who you are as a sexual being can emerge. And in my experience, it takes more than one session to do that. So I started offering programs instead of one-off sessions. And that was definitely the right move. However, looking back over it all now, I think that I lost touch with some of the reasons that I love the work so much. Of course, love and adore being part of your transformation. That is hands down the biggest buzz and joy for me and why I do the work. But there's a very close second that I left behind and that I'm bringing back. And that is the whole point of this podcast. And that is that I fucking love dwelling in and playing with and soaking in and reveling in sexual energy and arousal, not just mine, but yours too. It's like my system wants to play with it. It needs to play with it. It's it's like the finest gourmet food for my energy system that I've ever found. And I think where I have some clarity where I didn't before is that It's not just anyone's sexual energy or any old sexual energy that does it for me. It's not sexual energy that goes through ego or arrogance or entitlement. That doesn't interest me. That doesn't taste nice to me, as it were. It's sexual energy that is unencumbered by ego and arrogance and entitlement or fear or shame and conditioning. So if a potential client comes to me and he's carrying those things, it's my deepest delight to help him clear that because we bring forth his true sexual self so that he can live from that place in the world, which makes the world a better place. And that, that true sexual self with that delicious sexual energy is the thing that gets my engines revving and really lights me the fuck up. The other thing I wanted to say is that sometimes it's also sexual energy that man, that client is offering up to me as a gift or a tribute or or an honoring in some way. That's super hot and gets my juices flowing. It allows what I call the conscious succubus in me to come forth and get her fill. That part of me is really one of the big parts of me that helps me do the work. I can light your pilot light because that part of me is hungry to draw your sexual energy out. She wants it for you and she wants it for herself. And so I I want to bring her more into my work. I think I have felt in the past that naming her publicly might scare people off, but actually I can't hide her anymore. You know, I just want to go back and and tell you what I mean by conscious succubus, because I kind of rolled right over that and you might not know what I mean. So a succubus kind of mythologically speaking, were creatures, women, who feasted on sexual energy. They were often portrayed as demonic, but I don't think they were. I think that they were portrayed as demonic because women's sexuality has been portrayed as demonic um, and scary and all of that. But their true nature was not demonic at all, but was to be seductive and erotic and enjoy male sexual energy. And of course, the shadow of that would be using that without consciousness and just 
taking men's sexual energy without their consent. That doesn't turn me on, by the way. For me, it's all about consent. And so sessions where we are clearing up the channel, the energy channel through which it flows through your body and energy system, and then bringing it through. For me, that is just some of the hottest stuff ever. And it benefits you and it benefits the world. So it's all good. And I've not really talked about this openly for all the reasons I've already said. And I figure that most of the time, men want to know what's in it for them. What will it require of them? What growth, healing, or transformation is possible for them? And I get it. Of course, you would want to know that before you invest your time and money and energy with me, of course. But in order for me to stay true to myself and to the powerful parts of me that do the work, I need to bring all of myself, I need to name it and own it more publicly than I have been doing. At least that's what feels right in this moment. No more censoring myself for any reason. From now on, to the best of my ability and capacity in each moment, I will be playing full fucking out, bringing the full spectrum of who I am, just as I want you to do for yourself. I know that when we create a world of conscious, potent people standing in their full power, including the full spectrum of who we are as conscious sexual beings, the world will change for the better. My question to you is, are you coming along for the ride? Are you willing to do your part? Because I know I am. Thank you for listening to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast with Rebecca Lowry. If this podcast has aroused your curiosity and you'd like to take things further, you can get a copy of my free video training, Reclaiming Your Intuitive, Confident, Sensual Self. The link is in the show notes below, wherever you are listening.